It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, hey, everyone. I want to hope I hope everyone had a really happy Thanksgiving. It's time to get back to it here with Locked On Magic. We'll talk about the Magic's loss to Charlotte Hornets and Jalen Suggs as the point guard. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is November 26, 2021. Happy Thanksgiving. I hope everyone had a great turkey day. My name is Philip Rossmark. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll recap Wednesday's game to, against the Charlotte Hornets. Also talk a little bit about Jalen Suggs and how he has handled uh, being the main guy, the main point guard, and why we saw the best and worst of him on Wednesday as he continues to go through his rookie year. We're now almost a quarter of the way through the season. Saturday After Saturday's game, we will officially be a quarter of the way through the season. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment, but before we do that, I do want to thank you all for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Whether we're your first listen of the day, whether we're your workout listen, you're at work listen, you're on your way home from work listen, you're on the way to the game listen, we do want to appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. We're available on all podcasting platforms as well as streaming on YouTube. We usually record around 9.30, 10 a.m., a little bit earlier today, um, but we usually stream uh, sorry, uh, usually stream uh, in the morning. So definitely check us out. You can interact with the show there and leave comments while you're watching live. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Uh, obviously, we had a holiday in between. We didn't do a show on Thanksgiving Day. Um, but still important, I think, to go back and talk a little bit about Wednesday's loss to the Charlotte Hornets. Um, look, uh, after Monday's after Monday's loss to the Milwaukee Bucks, really the pair of games against the Milwaukee Bucks, we, I think we were really looking for the team to show a little bit more fight and show that even without Cole Anthony, they could compete. Cole Anthony missed his third straight game with a sprained ankle. He's listed as questionable for tonight's game. Um, that we we really just wanted to see this team compete. Uh, this team give themselves a chance to win games. Um, really put themselves back kind of into the mix of things. Um, and, and generally, Orlando did that. Um, the Magic did fall 106-99, to 99, so relatively close game. Um, but essentially, this game was decided at the end of the third quarter um, when the Magic kind of put out you know, what I've kind of described as a zero lineup, um, just a, a group that didn't have either Mo Bamba or Wendell Carter for the most part and didn't have Jalen Suggs out there. Um, it, it, with, with this group, with this lineup, with the, team, with the players that the Magic have available for them, it's going to be really difficult for them to win games uh, without those key players, um, without those key players out on the court, without those key players, uh, kind of, kind of stabilizing things. Um, Orlando gave up a 15-3 run after taking a seven-point lead 
uh, in the third quarter to trail heading into the fourth. And from there, it was the Magic trying to make runs and just not able to get over the hump, which is, again, a lot of these games have kind of followed this same pattern where Orlando just gives up a big run over maybe a two, three-minute period, uh, and they're just unable to climb back in. Um, they're unable to kind of take that last half. And there's been occasions where they have been able to do so. The Minnesota win, the New York win. Um, the first New York win, not the second one. Um, actually, kind of the second one too. Um, but the Magic just haven't been able to stabilize their defense enough so that when their offense does go quiet, when their offense does struggle, um, that they're able to kind of reel, got, reel teams back in and kind of keep the games close. Again, it's not that Orlando ever got blown out in this one. Um, but that 15-3 run was decisive. It flipped the whole tenor of the game um, and forced Orlando to play uphill. Um, and, and I don't think that this team, especially without Cole Anthony, especially without the guys they're missing, and frankly, even with the guys they're missing, this is not a team that's designed to climb uphill as much as they've had to climb uphill this year. Um, you know, the one thing we really haven't seen the Magic do is play with the lead. The only time they really played with any substantial lead was the loss to the Brooklyn Nets last week. Um, and so generally we've watched these games where Orlando has had to fight and claw just to keep it close, just to give themselves a chance. Um, and then the fourth quarters are generally just not competitive. Um, again, this one was a little bit more competitive. This one, the lead stayed around eight to 12 points, I think. Um, but Orlando was just not able to kind of reel it back in uh, fully and finally to, to get over the hump. And again, I, I think that's that's still the, the big issue that this young team has to figure out. Um, I think Jamal Mosley has kind of been stuck where he's had to play some of these really bad lineups because of the players that are available to him um, and because of the options that he has, um, they're just unavoidable. Um, Orlando can't get out of playing these kind of really bad lineups that, 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 that they just they just can't get around. They can't um, fight their way around or play their way around. So I do think I do think that Orlando is playing better. They certainly played better this game than they did mon- Saturday and Monday. Um, but the difference in these games are still those bench minutes. Um, again, it's, it's been the story of the season where the starters play really well and the bench just really is not good. Um, again, for whatever individual game plus minus is worth, the Orlando Magic starters all had a positive plus minus. You know, Franz Wagner plus two, Wendell Carter plus nine, Mo Bamba plus six, Gary Harris plus nine, Jalen Suggs plus five. And everyone coming off the bench, except for Mortz Wagner, had a plus minus of negative 10 or higher. Actually, negative 17 or higher. Mortz Wagner came in at minus eight. Um, Again, that's the difference in the game. Those lineups, those groups, those playing groups, just not playing consistently enough to keep the team in the game. The Magic just just right now do not have the depth to stay in these games. Um, I want to run through the box score real fast to close the segment out before we talk a little bit more specifically about Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs, 17 points, 6 for 14, shooting over 5 from beyond the arc, 6 assists, 5 turnovers. We'll talk about the good and the bad from him as he continues to kind of develop as he hits the, this quarter pole of the season. Um, plenty to talk about there, so we'll get into that here in a bit. Mo Bamba, 18 points, 7 for 15, shooting 4 for 7 from deep, 12 rebounds, 3 turnovers for him. Uh, Bamba was solid, um, you know, able to hit that shot from beyond the arc. There are a lot of times where I am screaming for him to just dive to the paint, dive to the basket. Um, there are a few post-up opportunities for him, uh, which he struggled with. So maybe that's why he doesn't. But um, obviously, I think I think Mo has done some good things. But uh, Mo's felt and played a lot more comfortably. But uh, still a lot, lot of work for Mo to do. 
Wendell Carter, 14 points, six for nine shooting, 11 rebounds. Uh, big, big issue for Wendell Carter is that they, they just don't get him involved enough. He's not in the offense enough. Um, I'd love, he's the only starter that did not shoot at least 10 shots. He's not the guy that should be shooting less than 10 shots. If anything, Gary Harris should be shooting fewer shots. He was five for 13, um, three for eight from deep. They got to find a way to get Wendell more shots. That's, that is, that is a big thing. And that's actually an article we have up on OrlandoMagicDaily.com right now. Uh, Franz Wagner, 16 points, set for 12 shooting, seven rebounds for assists. Good to see him kind of break out of the mini slump that he was in. Uh, but when you go to the bench, you see a lot of the issues. RJ Hampton did not make a shot in seven attempts. Chuma Okiki just won for seven. He did have six rebounds. I thought he did some played some good defense too. Um, Michael Mulder, six points, two for eight, two for seven from deep, uh, coming off the bench for Orlando. Again, this is a very injury de- injury depleted team. It's a team that does not have a lot of depth anyway. They're hurting uh, and definitely missing a guy like Cole Anthony as well. Um, the Orlando Magic again fall to the Charlotte Hornets, one hundred six to ninety nine. A better effort, a better game than what we saw over the weekend, but still a loss nonetheless. We can take all the positives we want out of it, but at the end of the day, this is a business about winning and losing, and the Magic were unable to pick up a, a, a nice win or an important win at home to kind of stabilize them as they get ready for a really tough road stretch. Um, Again, I, I've been talking about this, this part of the schedule I've been I've called the gauntlet. Tonight, tonight and Wednesday are the only two consecutive home games the Magic have until after Christmas. Um. The schedule coming up gets really, really tough. We go uh, from this game back-to-back at Cleveland tomorrow, Philadelphia at Philadelphia Monday, home versus Denver on Wednesday, and then a West Coast trip that includes Houston, I believe both LA teams, uh, and, um, you know, it's, it's the West. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough road trip, although the West has struggled a little bit lately, so maybe Magic can seal some wins on the road. We'll dive in a little bit deeper into that schedule when we get to that West Coast road trip uh, coming up at the end of the week. Um, but but we'll talk more about Jalen Suggs and what we've seen from him in the first quarter of the season, especially in Wednesday's game coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's Thanksgiving season, and we all know what that means. Football. Today is the war on I-4, after all. And nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. Bet Online has you covered all holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. It's not just football there either. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fast and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, we are stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. 
So we are we are nearing the quarter mark of the season. I usually do like to mark these things. I usually do like to kind of take a pause and evaluate where the team is at uh, when we hit the quarter pole. So Saturday night is the last game of the first quarter of the season, game 21. So we will be uh, rounding, the, rounding the turn toward uh, the December, of course, uh, trade, trade opening uh, deadline coming up. Uh, we'll be rounding the turn toward the All-Star break, which will start voting pretty soon. Uh, we'll be rounding the turn toward, yes, the trade deadline coming up in March as well. Um, there's obviously a lot that this team is, has improved on, a lot that this team is still struggling with, uh, and obviously the Magic's record at 4-15. Not looking good. A 16-win season would not be very good, but I think we all understood that that this season was going to be backloaded with wins and backloaded with opportunities to get wins for this team. Um, but I think really what we want to see is more consistency. Um, you know, just the team being able to compete more consistently, especially be in these games uh, and not leave us, you know, with nothing to talk about or nothing to watch here in the fourth quarter. Um, that I think remains one of the bigger issues that this team faces and that this team has to handle uh, moving forward this season as they as they continue to improve and continue to get better. We'll do a lot more of these evaluations after uh, really next week uh, once we get a little bit of pause maybe in the schedule um, and when the team goes out west. Um, so we'll we'll talk a little bit more about where this team is at, at the quarter pole of the season. But these last three games have, have also given us a really interesting and unique opportunity to, um, these last three games without Cole Anthony in a lineup, we've really been able to see, uh, the team kind of throw Jalen Suggs a little bit more into the deep end. Um, a little, get to see him play a little bit more on the ball, a little bit more as the leader of the team. Uh, and we get to, uh, again, really kind of explore his strengths and weaknesses. Um, you know, honestly, I, I think as kind of a role player playing next to Cole Anthony, Suggs has done some really good things. Um, he has been a fantastic defender. Um, he he does get to his spots, um, but even Suggs would admit that his shot selection has been a little bit poor as well as his turnovers have been an issue, which, you know, you expect from rookie guards. Rookie guards are going to turn the ball over. It's, it's it's not anything super alarming, although there are certainly some, some things that are perhaps a little bit concerning at this point of the season. Wednesday's game, though, showed us exactly where Suggs is at on both ends of that spectrum. On one hand, Suggs was a, a really dynamic scorer, able to get to the basket, able to set up his shot. You know, he wasn't hitting from the outside. He wasn't hitting threes, but he was still a very productive and, and you know, not efficient, but more efficient scorer than he has been. Suggs is undoubtedly getting more comfortable on the floor. Um, and we're beginning to see his talent kind of sh show out. And, and Suggs, Suggs admitted this. Suggs said this too. He is feeling more comfortable on the floor. He is feeling that he is able to do a lot more, that he is finding his spots and, and, and more understanding of what this league's going to throw at him and, and how to handle it. And that's good. You know, I think we are seeing Suggs hit a consistent level where he's not having so many just completely horrible shooting games. The shooting numbers are obviously not very good. Um, he's not having completely horrible shooting games. Uh, but he is still able to contribute positively to the team and, and, and kind of begin to grow his game a little bit more. Wednesday was a good game for Jalen Suggs. I'm not going to lie. I was really impressed with Jalen Suggs um, and, and generally what he was doing. I mean, obviously it wasn't kind of a breakthrough game that we're still kind of waiting for. The New York game was a really good sign that he was more comfortable and confident um, that we're still waiting for that kind of breakthrough game. And, and it would have been nice, yeah, to see it during this stretch. But I think this Magic team is just, just not designed to kind of give him the support that he needs at the moment. But we're also seeing plenty of the bat. You know, as much as Suggs was great at passing the ball and great at whipping passes and, and finding guys and making his reads, he's still turning the ball over a lot. Six turnovers is still huge. He's still struggling to make shots. 
Um, and, and obviously, this is a growing problem and a growing concern as well. Um, because if the Magic are going to put the ball in his hands, if the Magic are going to trust him to make decisions, he's got to make good decisions, whether it's decision to shoot, whether it's decision to pass, whether it's just holding on to the ball. Too often, we are seeing players knock the ball away from Suggs um, on drives. You know, essentially just rip him in, 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 uh, on various occasions. Um, and his handle uh, as a point guard, and certainly there's it's a lot to ask a rookie to be uh, a lead guard um, all the time. Uh, they, they're going to make mistakes. They don't know how to manage games quite yet. Um, that's obviously been a work in progress too. Um, you know, it's not something that he has been necessarily that great, that, that, that consistent or fantastic at to this point to say, to say you know, again, Jalen Suggs' rookie year has been a mixed bag. There've been some really positive moments, but generally the numbers haven't caught up yet. And while struggles early in a rookie season are not abnormal, um, you know, certainly you want to see guys have breakthrough games. You know, Jalen Green has had a 30-point game already. Cade Cunningham has had a triple-double. And while you don't want to spend too much time comparing him to his peers, it's still something. Um, and again, I, we, we looked at it We looked at it uh, a little bit earlier this season that, yes, you look at other guards that are kind of similar to Suggs and had similar comparisons to Suggs. Um, you look at other guards like that, they had these kind of breakthrough games. They had these games early in their career that just showed, okay, like, okay, he can put all the pieces together. He, ha- he hasn't done that yet. So Suggs is still really important to this team. Um, his defense is really good. He is a really good defender, especially for such a young player. And, and having that commitment is, is a great start. But we're seeing both the good and the bad from Suggs seemingly every night. Some nights he's really good. Some nights he's... Uh, able to put those pieces together and fit his role really well. Other nights, he's trying to do too much. Um, and obviously, in these three games without Cole Anthony, it, it's been a bit of a mix of both. Where he has tried to do too much and been exactly what the team needs. As with everything, the the, the Suggs issues, the Suggs kind of mentality, what, what the team is looking for from Jalen Suggs, is going to come down to the consistency that this whole team is searching for. He is very much a barometer for this team and very much dealing with the same issues that this team is dealing with in general. And so that's that's one of the big issues facing uh, the team. Um, we do have a question about Jalen Suggs here on the YouTube chat, so we'll pop that up real fast. Um, do you attribute a lot of his struggles to competition level in college and still adjusting? Um, Alex, I, I do think that a big part of Jalen Suggs' struggles is the game's just a little fast for him. Um, I think because the Magic don't have a lot of other gar- other other players um, to kind of sh- uh, shift that burden away from him, um, because this this team just so young and doesn't have maybe a superstar guy or, or, or an all star level player, um, Suggs is kind of trading on his reputation, and teams are putting him pretty high on the on the scouting report. Um, so I do think he sees a lot better defenders than he probably should be seeing at this point, um, and, and I think that's led to some of the turnovers and some of the mistakes that he's made. Um, I think when he gets into the lane and gets pressured a little bit, he speeds up a little bit. He doesn't quite have control over his pace. So he's getting to all the right spots and is just like kind of missing the finish and missing that last fit. So I don't think Suggs is very far. Um, I I have been really impressed with Jalen Suggs. I I don't want to seem so dour on him. Certainly do not give up on the kid. He is, he's going to be very, very good. Everyone recognizes that everyone understands that. Um, But he's just got to slow himself down. Um, I really do think, and again, that's natural for any rookie, especially rookie guards. 
They got to slow themselves down. They got to be able to read the game. They got to be able to be comfortable, you know, in those pressure situations. And I think Suggs is really getting there. And I think, I think we've seen signs that he's getting there um, in general. Again, it's just the same issue that a lot of this team has. It's, it's about consistency. It's about doing it every single night and being it, doing it at the same level and same ability level. We'll talk a little bit about tonight's game against the Chicago Bulls as the Magic welcome Nikola Vucevic back to the Amway Center coming up here in just a moment. But first, it is the most wonderful time of the year. No, Thanksgiving is over. It is now officially Christmas season. You can bring out the Christmas decorations. You can start playing the music. Thanksgiving's over. We have reached that threshold. But it's also Black Friday, and that's a great time for shopping and great time to get all the deals that you want. And Built is going all out to make this Black Friday weekend the most delicious Black Friday that ever was in the history of Black Fridays. There are new, limited-time flavors, new types of bars, and a winter wonderland of a deal. You want high-end deliciousness at a discount? All through Black Friday weekend, get at least 20% off anything and everything at Built.com. Enter the promo code LOCK20 to take advantage of this deal. What kind of specials are we talking about? Try the new Ruby Chocolate Puffs flavor. It's marshmallowy goodness covered in a unique chocolate, Ruby Chocolate. This has never been done with a Built Bar before. There's dark chocolate, white chocolate, and now Ruby Chocolate joins the Built Bar Club. Ruby Chocolate has a beautiful rose color, so it's perfect for the holidays. It's actually a type of chocolate that has a little berry taste to it. It's very unique and delicious. Don't want that one? Try the new Lemon Dipped Cheesecake Puffs. If you love lemon cheesecake, you'll love these cheesecake puffs. That tangy taste of lemon, sweet cheesecake, and a marshmallowy puff. It's all covered in chocolate. It's lemon cheesecake size taste, but without the cheesecake size calories. How about this? Try the Built Crave Bar. A Built, built Black Friday weekend isn't complete without the word free. Buy any box of Built Bars through Sunday and get two of their new, their brand new candy bars, Built Crave, for free. Built has finally done it. They've come up with a candy bar that is a great alternative to the bar that claims to satisfy. It's caramel-flavored chocolate loaded with peanuts, giving it that nutty, chocolatey, oh-so-good sweet candy bar taste. Crave has only 160 calories and 17 grams of protein, so show me a candy bar that even comes close. No need to fight angry crowds this weekend. No camping out for hours. Your best Black Friday deals are at Built.com. It tis the season to save and give your taste buds the gift of Built Bar. 20% off Built Bars and two free Crave Bars all at Built.com. Plus, you get 60% off Built Broth and Built Boost and 40% off Built Swag. Just enter the promo code LOCK20 at Built.com to take advantage of all these great deals. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
The Orlando Magic will take on the Chicago Bulls tonight at the Amway Center to close out this little mini homestand. It is, of course, a very special day for Orlando Magic fans as Nikola Vucevic will play his first game at the Amway Center uh, in a Chicago Bulls uniform. Uh, I would expect and hope that Magic fans that do attend this game give Vucevic the respect and love that he deserves. The future Orlando Magic Hall of Famer um, gave a lot of his, gave his, essentially his whole career here, um, toiled through some bad teams, became a star, uh, became an all-star here in Orlando, um, and is certainly deserving of all the cheers and adulation that he will get. And then, of course, you can go back to cheering against him uh, once the ball tips off. Um, this Bulls team, though, is in a little bit of a weird spot. Um, they have been extremely good defensively. They obviously have a ton of good offensive weapons. That you're going to have to be on point defensively with both Nikola Vucevic um, as an outlet on pick and rolls, although he has become kind of the third option on that team. DeMar DeRozan has had a fantastic season and can carry this team offensively. And obviously we all know the scoring spurt of Zach Levine. They're still figuring out some things offensively. They're not quite the offensive juggernaut that everyone thought, but their defense has kept them in a lot of games with Alex Caruso and Lonzo Ball playing some fantastic defense um, to kind of keep this team uh, going. However, the Bulls have struggled. They've lost their last two, including Wednesday night's loss to the Houston Rockets and a blowout to the Indiana Pacers before then. Certainly some of that still kind of getting Vucevic back in the mix of things um, as he returned Wednesday after missing time in the health and safety protocols after uh, testing positive for COVID. Um, this is going to be an interesting matchup for sure. I mean, obviously the Magic played with a ton of energy last year when they visited Chicago. There's a lot of kind of personal, like, want to show the, show some people up in this game going on as well. Um, so I definitely expect a really competitive and really high-energy game uh, from all sides. Um, I would expect that this game is going to be a, a really interesting and really competitive game uh, from both sides. But obviously Orlando has a bigger margin of error to close and a bigger margin of error uh, to a, a wider gap to narrow here. Um, it, it's going to be obviously a tricky game on that front in, in many ways because of that. Um, I do think that Orlando has a good chance. And obviously Cole Anthony now listed as questionable for tonight's game. Getting him back would be a huge boost for this team and for this group. Um, I think that they need that scoring boost absolutely to, to have a chance and win this game. Um, but the Magic will also have their work cut out for them. They've got to defend. Everything starts with their defense. Uh, when the Magic defend well, when the Magic play well, play well on that end, it feeds their offense. It gives them that base. It allows them to get through those really bad lineups and those really bad moments when they're struggling to kind of break through and score. So this will be a really good test for the Orlando Magic on that front. A really good test to see if they can carry over what they did well in Wednesday night's loss uh, and try and point it toward a win. It would certainly be nice to get get another win uh, before the quarter mark of the season. Get a win at home. The Magic have only one home win this season. Tip-off is at the Amway Center at 7 o'clock as the Orlando Magic take on the Chicago Bulls. They'll be in Cleveland on Friday, on Saturday night, too, uh, to play the Cleveland Cavaliers. That is an 8 o'clock tip as well. We'll have a recap of these two games coming up on Monday's episode of Locked on Magic. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You, of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Twitter, TuneIn, Himmler, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of the places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore me. And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Now that you're done listening to us, thank you for making Locked on Magic your first listen every day. Now that you're done listening to us, Check out Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. I hope everyone had a really happy Thanksgiving. You're able to get spend some time with loved ones, family, friends, eat some good food, 
We're back at it with the Orlando Magic tonight at 7 as they take on the Chicago Bulls. We'll be on this journey for the rest of the year as we round the quarter pole here of the NBA season. But until Monday, until next time, for Orlando Magic Daily and Lockdown Magic, this has been Phil Frost and Mike. We'll see you all again for another episode of Lockdown Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 